Well, somebody has finally gone and done it. We've long wondered when somebody would officially shut down Donald Trump's social media. And it looks like the first player is Twitch. They have shut down the official Donald Trump campaign account for hate speech. In a recent interview with The Federalist, Donald Trump was asked if he thought Twitter would ban him. And he said yes, but he believes before the fall. Now, he was asked about joining the the new uh, microblogging site used by conservatives, Parlay. He said he might do it. But what we're seeing here is not just impacting Trump, right? So they, they suspended his account. We'll see what happens with Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, other platforms. But we did just see as well a mass ban wave across social media in general, purging pro-Trump, right-leaning, and anti-SJW style accounts. Reddit purged 2,000 different subreddits, including the ever-famous The Donald, one of the largest, if not the largest uh, forum for uh, Trump supporters. Now, this site was inactive. They'd moved off to their own platform, the Donald.win, a long time ago, seeing what was to come. And now for some reason, after being inactive for four months, they were banned. It's all very, very strange. In my opinion, I think there are many individuals, especially in Silicon Valley, who are doing everything in their power to stop Donald Trump from winning. And yes, even many Republicans, never Trumpers, I'm going to call them. I think the stops are being pulled out. And there are a ton of people who are throwing everything they can at Trump to stop him from winning. One of the most important things to bring up is a tweet I put out this morning as to what I think is going on. You see, I recently received a mail-in ballot for someone who does not live in my home, someone I know, and someone I know didn't ask for it. And I'm confused as to why it came. And the thing is, like, it's, I'll, I'll leave it there. I don't know why it came. And this, to me, is shocking. And I'm not the only one saying this. When I tweeted it, when I tweeted first, people told me that I was making it up. They said, oh, you're just, you're lying. You're just getting ready because Trump's going to lose, blah, blah, blah. So I posted a picture of it, redacted information, of course. And there it is. It even says on it, official mail-in ballot. I believe there are many individuals, it, you know, all doing whatever they can to stop Trump, no matter what it is, by any means necessary. And I'm, I'm not convinced Trump is going to win after the latest moves made against him and his supporters. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. The first thing that I want to lead with is what's going on with this suspension and what's happening with the, this mass purge of various subreddits, including one of the subreddits that was purged was right-wing LGBT. Now, how does that happen? Because <laughs> right-wing, I guess. Let me tell you something, guys. Before we get started, head over to timcast.com donate if you'd like to support my work. Now, let's get serious for a minute. I think it's only a matter of time before they delete me outright from all of these, you know, all of my channels, everything. I'm not, I'm not kidding, man. I really do think it's coming. I think it's coming sooner than all of you realize. Maybe not. Maybe I'll be, I'll be lucky. I've gotten a ridiculous amount of views. Um, my numbers are way up. Subscribers are way up. But I've got I've got over you know a million plus subscribers across my channels. I think I may even be you know getting close. I think I may be at actually over two million subscribers across all of my channels. I can't imagine they're going to allow me to keep doing what I do. I mean, and I'm talking about YouTube because they've taken other people down. Other social media companies are taking other people down. And so why would they leave me remaining? Well, look, to be fair, I am the milk toast fence sitter, right? My pains are rather tepid, but I don't know, man. I'm just not confident. I mean, when I'm calling out things like I'm up to call out, I imagine it's only a matter of time before they just, I'm gone. So for the time being, you want to support me. 
Timcast.com slash donate has you know, a variety of ways to do that. There's PayPal. There's a P.O. box. The best thing you can do, I guess, is share this video so we can get out the message to the best of our abilities when we can, or as long as we can. And uh, if you just want to watch, then subscribe, hit the like button, the notification bell, and let's read the story first from CNN Business. Twitch suspends Trump campaign account. They say Twitch, the video streaming service popular with online gamers, has suspended an account belonging to the Trump campaign, becoming the latest tech platform to take action against President Donald Trump. In a statement provided to CNN, Twitch, which is owned by Amazon, said that hateful conduct is not allowed. What hateful conduct? Yeah, Trump's political platform itself. Have you been paying attention? A couple days ago when Mark Zuckerberg announced they were banning ads that speak, you know, uh, that uh, say negative things about various groups, including immigrants. Well, there goes a large portion of Donald Trump's platform. Build that wall. Gone. He can't put ads about that now. He can't even hold rallies where he speaks about what he wants to do because it's hate speech. There you go, man. They say in line with our policies, President Trump's channel has been issued a temporary suspension from Twitch for comments made on stream. And the offending content has been removed, said a Twitch spokesperson who requested anonymity out of concern for safety issues that might arise if they were named in connection with the company's decision. The content that Twitch said violated its policies on hate included a video of Trump's 2016 campaign rally. Wow. In which he said when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. That's apparently what they're referring to. Another video that Twitch said violated its policies was video of Trump's recent Tulsa rally in which Trump spoke hypothetically of a very tough hombre breaking into the house of a young woman. Twitch's decision came, uh, came days after it said it was stepping up its efforts to combat hate and abuse on its platform. The Trump campaign did not immediately respond to a request for comment. We have another story. Reddit bans r slash the Donald and Chapo Trap House. The Donald. The Donald got banned. Now, they, they've migrated off uh, Reddit a long time ago. It's not surprising, though. Listen, I think... They, there are various individuals in various, you know, industries. They're going to do everything in their power to stop the president. Okay. And that includes shutting down Trump's past and current policy ideas. I don't think the people at Twitch, the people at Reddit necessarily are twirling their mustaches and saying, yeah, we must stop the president. But we have seen leaked video from The Verge, for instance, after Donald Trump won the first time, where people at Google were, I believe they were crying, talking about how they were deeply offended by Trump's victory. Do you think these people would just sit back and do nothing? The first mistake people make, and it really frustrates me, is the conspiracy theories. It's much more, it's much worse than that, okay? People seem to think there's a cabal, a secret group of people, you know, with, with, with top, top hats and monocles laughing, I'm going to defeat Donald Trump, and they, they collude at this big meeting. I'm sorry, man. It's actually much more terrifying and much simpler than that. A lot of people with a lot of power hate Donald Trump and will use their platforms and their positions to hurt him. <laughs> it's that simple. No one from Twitch needed to call up Reddit and be like, hey, guys, we're going to do this. This just doesn't need to happen. Twitch just said, shut his channel down over at Reddit. Internally, they're like, shut the channels down because they don't like Trump. There doesn't need to be a conspiracy at all. It's a standalone complex, right? That's the idea that so many things happen that's, that seem similar, that people assume is a concerted effort, uh, assume a conspiracy. All of these different groups are acting as individuals, and it's going to hurt the president. And now I want to read you the story about what's going on in the digital space. Before I do, do though, 
I want to sort of tie this together with something that happened uh, the other day. I talked about the mail-in voter fraud in uh, Paterson, New Jersey, and how it's impacting me. So I'm showing you this because this is a mail-in ballot that arrived at my house for someone who does not live here and who did not ask for it. The reason I'm showing you this is because it seems like a bunch of things are lining up to make us question what's going to happen in November. It's chaos. It's absolute chaos. I don't know why there's a piece of mail that says official mail-in ballot on it being sent to my house for someone who doesn't live here, who didn't request it. The crazy thing about this, it actually says official mail-in ballot right on the front. In my opinion, the opportunity for mail-in voter fraud is, is it's, it's 100%. It's, it's one-to-one. It will happen. It will, in my opinion. When, when, here's the way I explain to a friend, all right? First, let me show you this. Sean, uh, uh, okay, so this was me responding to somebody, but I believe I have uh, Sean Parnell right here. He's running for PA 17th uh, district. He had a very viral ad. He responded saying, same thing happened here in PA with me. Now, here, let me explain to you why this is a big deal. And I want to talk to you about how it does wrap into what we're seeing with the digital space. So bear with me. Mrs. Krasenstein of the famous Krasenstein brothers, uh, I believe it's one of their wives, said, when someone gets a mail-in ballot, they need to request it and provide just as much information as if they are voting in person. Then their signature must match the one on record and the barcode must match their name. It's just as safe as voting in person, if not more so. I said a mail-in ballot arrived at my house last week for someone who no longer lives here. People called me a liar. So I posted a redacted image. It happened. It's a fact. And here's what I'm t- people are like, so what does it matter? What does it matter? You know, it would be illegal. You're right. Think about it this way. If somebody requested an absentee ballot, let's say you have a criminal who wants to cheat an election. How would they know who is getting an absentee ballot? They wouldn't. They could walk around popping open mailboxes illegally and they wouldn't know who's getting an absentee ballot. So what are they going to do? What happens when a bunch of states announce they are going to send out uh, uh, these these mail-in ballots to everyone regardless of whether or not you wanted it? Now they know they can just check every mailbox and they'll probably find one eventually. How easy would that be? More importantly, they can go to areas they know are inactive voters and they'll never question what their votes did in the first place. The largest voting block in this country is not Democrat. It's not Republican. It's didn't vote. So how many people won't vote, won't even know they got a mail-in ballot because someone else will fill it out and they'll never question it. These are the risks of mail-in ballots. People can just take them. No no security, no cameras. You don't know who did it. You don't know how it happened. It's that simple. Things, in my opinion, are lining up to make sure Trump doesn't win. And I got a doozy for you. (laughs) This is going to be a weird video. Again, I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm saying you got a lot of people who don't like Trump and they're going to do what they can. And it's going to pile up. It's going to pile up into a great avalanche. And each individual is not talking to the other. The snowflakes aren't talking to each other. They're just all riding the avalanche down. It's what's happening. Check this out. More than 2,000 communities are being removed on Monday for violating Reddit's new content policies. Retroactive bans. The Donald banned. They knew it was coming. And there it is. Over at the Donald.win, they actually point this out. The Donald has officially been banned after four months of inactivity. There's nothing, there was nothing on, on, on the Reddit. What, what are they banning them for? Nobody even posted there. In fact, my understanding is that the, the, the admins disabled the ability to even post unless you were like an approved poster of some sort. So you have these regular people can't even post there, leave to their own website, the Donald.win. And what happens? They get banned. 
Okay, if that's the case, then is Reddit retro banning people, banning these, these subs for retroactive violations? That is insane. But it's exactly what's happening. And that's why I think it's entirely possible they ban me. Of course, Tim Pool follows all the rules. I don't say the naughty names I'm not supposed to say. I don't engage in hate speech. But what they'll do is they'll create a new rule saying, you know, it could be something really simple. Oh, you can't, you can't use this news site. You can't say this kind of thing. Oh, now all of a sudden Democrats are a protected group. And then they'll ban you. So what am I supposed to do? Delete every single video I've ever made? Maybe if you want the channel to survive. One of the tactics you could do is just delete every single video and then just post a video. And then after three days, delete it. Otherwise, they will ban you for retroactive violations. Now, here's where things, in my opinion, get interesting. Over at a subreddit called Watch Reddit Die, they routinely post things showing how Reddit is becoming, it's being censored, it's becoming corporate, it's becoming fake. And this was posted one day ago. Reddit's largest ever ban wave is coming Monday. I've been working in the San Francisco tech industry for about 15 years now, and I have a few friends that work at Reddit. Apparently, they're going to ban a large number of subs on Monday and frame it as an anti-racism initiative. But the scope of the subs being banned is supposed to be larger than that. The staff is anticipating that things are going to be crazy. That's all I know. And then people started saying, when's it going to happen? It's not going to happen. We get these, these conspiracy posts all the time. Here we are. Literally happened. The intel was good. And now there's just wave after wave of subreddits being banned. Most of these that are being banned were favorable towards Trump conservatives or the right in terms of culture war issues, anti-SJW. And they're being purged. My private platform, I guess. So where do we go from here? I imagine it's only, uh, I don't know how long it will be until Trump is banned from Twitter, from Facebook. But we have this right here, Stefan Molyneux tweeted out or, uh, just uh, earlier today, my channel active without problems since 2006 was just terminated without any prior warnings. I had almost 1 million subscribers, over 250 million views, and have consistently advocated for peace and reason in the resolution of social conflicts. Please review. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Stefan Molyneux, to be honest. I know he's been accused of being a bunch of things or whatever. I, I, I don't know. The point is he had nearly a million subscribers and they nuked his channel. He's not the only one. Now, I believe it's happened before. I'm not sure. Maybe YouTube will overturn this, but I would not be surprised if it just keeps happening. These are all things that are lining up to negatively impact Donald Trump in the 2020 election. Many people are saying, quote, they will never allow Trump to win again. And of course, they mean the Democratic establishment, that they're going to do everything they can, use every single connection they have, every single supporter, And while I agree the Democratic Party, of course they want to win. Of course they don't want Trump to win. I'm not of the opinion that there is any secret, you know, meetings happening. I just think it's silly. You don't even need to think that. It's much simpler. The people who hate Trump will do everything to stop him. And they've got Trump derangement syndrome. The media is inundated with lies. There's censorship. Now we've got a potential for mail-in voter fraud, which is insane. I was talking to a friend earlier. And when I posted, uh, I shared my tweet about like, there's a mail-in bail. I got it right here. Can you hear it? I don't know if you can hear it. I I can't show it because I don't want to reveal any private information. But I was like, look, it's happening. And they're like, oh, are you now trying to claim there's going to be voter fraud? It's totally secure. People do mail-in votes all the time. I said, no, people do absentee ballots all the time. 
And these are secure because they're limited. If we start sending all of these things out to everybody, how are we going to track anything? It's going to be chaos. And that's where we're headed. Now, take a look at the most insane story I have seen yet. And it probably won't be the last in this vein. Rough polling stretch has GOP operatives asking, could Trump drop out? Some GOP operatives are wondering if the president could drop out of the presidential race if his poll numbers don't improve. Man, there is a war going on for your mind. The other day, I highlighted two stories, one from Politico. It said Trump admits it. He's losing. Privately, Trump is saying he's losing. Then the official statement from Trump predicting a big win. The silent majority will stand up and will support the president. So which is it? Well, if Trump is saying it coming out of his mouth, he's planning on winning. Why would I take someone else's word for what they're saying? He's saying privately. That makes no sense. It's even confusing to say. But look at this story. They say a stretch of lackluster polling for President Trump has some Republican operatives nervous about the president's reelection prospects in November, with some even floating the possibility for the first time that Trump could drop out if his poll numbers don't rebound. What? His poll numbers were bad in 2016. Are you nuts? Now, I get it. They weren't that bad relative to where they are now, but he just kept going. He said he was going to win and then he won. Why would he stop now if he thinks, if he thinks he's going to win? And he's saying the silent majority is coming to help him. What is this? This is, this is nuts. It's too early to tell. It's too early. But if the polls continue to worsen, you can see a scenario where he drops out. One GOP operative who asked to remain anonymous told Fox News. I've heard the talk, but I doubt it's true. Another said, my bet is he drops if he believes there's no way to win. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Trump says we don't have an agenda. We've done what we wanted to do. We've made tremendous accomplishments. And now it's time for someone else to step in and carry the torch. Maybe it's possible. But it's it's absurd, in my opinion, that, you know, we're seeing all of these things conspiring. And I'm using that term figuratively to convince you that Trump doesn't want to win, that Trump is going to quit that Trump is a bigot, that he's being banned, that all these negative things are happening. I asked myself, right, so why would they ban the Donald subreddit when, it was, when it's been inactive for four months? Bad press. Because people don't know anything about the Donald. All they know is it's a Donald Trump forum. So what happens? The media comes out saying hate speech, his supporters are bigots and all that stuff. And the New York Times reports Donald Trump supporters were engaging in rule breaking behavior and, and thus it was banned, even though they're not there anymore. The press doesn't care. The New York Times didn't report that. The New York Times didn't report that the Donald moved. They just reported that the subreddit was banned for hate speech. And there you go. Now Twitch is doing the same thing. Why? Because it's, 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 public, it's, it's public court, okay? It's the court of public opinion. No one can prove whether Trump said anything bigoted. They just say, we banned Trump for this. And people go, wow. Now look at this. Not only are they trying to tell you that Trump is a bad person, and you're allowed to believe it. I'm not saying it's not. I'm, I'm not here to tell you what's true or not. I'm just saying it's piling up. They're not telling you that not even Trump wants to be president. Well, who would vote for that man in that regard? Do they really think Joe Biden's going to carry this? That to me seems nuts. But yes, check out this. This is from jhkforecast.com. It's been making its way around Twitter. Joe Biden, 87% chance to win Trump, 13.1%. Are you kidding me? It is 2016 all over again. But it, well, no, it's 2016 to Donald Trump re election boogaloo. It's, 
everything they tried in 2016, but they turned that knob up to 11, man, to 11. They're saying the same things. Trump can't win. Biden's going to win. We don't even know who Joe Biden's VP pick is yet. And we're only a few months out. How much you want to bet it's Hillary Clinton? I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done playing games. You know what, man? I've been texting with some, some very high profile pundit personality types, people I know you could probably get take guesses at who I'm probably talking about, but people who are in the middle, little left, little right. And, and everyone's saying like, this is the craziest year ever. Nothing makes sense. How could this be possible? Yes. You think it's nuts. You think it's crazy. Don't be surprised when Joe Biden picks Hillary Clinton. And then like a month before the election, Joe Biden, you know, becomes incapable and hands her the nomination. Well, the convention's already long since passed. We can't do another convention. So we'll just have Hillary Clinton do it. Then she gets a rematch and then she wins or not or loses. I don't know, man. Look, I don't <laughs> I don't want to believe it'll be Hillary Clinton. But come on, man, let's play a game. Let's play a game called the year is 2020. We're approaching July more than halfway through the year. Based on everything you've seen so far, would you really doubt that Hillary Clinton could be the VP? No, you'd be crazy. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if aliens came down. You know, in Miami, they're seeing a bunch of weird alien lights, like weird lights in the sky, UFOs. I'm kidding, by the way. They really are seeing weird lights, a bunch of videos popping up. I don't know what it is, though. But I'm joking. Okay, I would be very surprised if aliens came. The point I'm making is because many people apparently don't understand humor and sarcasm. The point I'm making is that everything is getting so crazy. I just I I would not I would not be surprised if Joe Biden comes out and says, we need someone with experience and talent, Hillary Clinton. And then everyone vomits and like groans. And then Joe Biden says, you know what? I'm too old. I quit. And then it's Hillary versus Trump all over again. I would not be surprised. Would you? Okay. Now listen, maybe this has all been very, very negative. And now you're all saying, Tim, Tim, stop, stop giving into the pessimism. No, no, I got some good news for you. Check it out. I talked about all of that social media censorship, right? Okay. Parler, a par, uh, parlay, topples tech tyrant Twitter in Apple News App Store. That's right. I don't know if they have a photo of it, but Parlay is now the number is now number one above Twitter. That's that's been going viral. They added like a million users in a week or so, and these people have not left Twitter. A lot of people are like, "Don't leave!" You know, they're leaving Twitter. Good riddance. It's like, dude, you can be on multiple social media websites. So now. We are seeing the reemergence of high profile right wing personalities. People who had been banned before are popping up with large followings on Parlay. Maybe if people are banned, they'll just go somewhere else. I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. I don't know if I'd be one of those people, to be honest. But a lot of the people who are very active in politics, who had been purged from everywhere else, are now on Parlay. And you can use it to see people you might not have been able to hear from. Notably, people like Sargon of Akkad, for instance. Now, he's still on YouTube, but he's not on Twitter. Well, he is on Parlay, officially verified and all. So it's good news. And not just that, we have a press release. This is actually amazing, man. This press release from the Trump campaign, in my opinion, is insane. They mentioned the enthusiasm gap. Look at this. Trump is getting record primary turnout. Even though no one has to vote for him, he's, he's getting ridiculous record voting, voting from people who just want to vote for him. And he's dominating the, the, the primaries to, to, a, to like 99%, right? Joe Biden is the only Democratic nominee at this point, okay? And he got what? 
65% in West Virginia on June 9th of the Democratic primary vote. Is that, look at this, Biden's vote share in the primaries occurring after Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race. (laughs) This is nuts. Bernie Sanders dropped out. And in Alaska, Joe Biden only got 55%. That's crazy, man. That's really, really good news for Trump. Listen, I can't predict what'll happen, but I hope you're enjoying the ride, right? Because I was saying for a long time, isn't life boring? Certainly not boring anymore. Well, I might get banned, but if I do, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my van down by the river. I'm going to go fishing and maybe skateboard a little bit, play some music and just mind my own business. I can't tell you what, you know, it's been a crazy ride. I'll tell you that much. But every day, listen, the way I explain it to people, there's a, there's a big island, right? It's a, it's a big cliff, the sheer drop on uh, around every side. And you have the left and you have the right and the cliffs are slamming into it and the, and the ground is eroding. And although I may be in the center, eventually the, the waves are going to hit and the whole thing comes crumbling down. So they very well may come and delete my channels. They may ban me from YouTube. I would not be surprised. Stefan Molyneux had no guideline strikes. They nuked his channel. It's happened to other people. It could be an accident. It could be a mistake. It could be a warning. They might rest- restore him. I don't know. I don't know. Now, I think I'm, I, 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 again, I don't know a whole lot about Stefan Molyneux or many of these other channels that have been banned, but they've purged people from the partner program too. It's another thing they do. I wouldn't be surprised if in order to avoid the controversy, they just nuke me from the partner program so that I can't make any money anymore. That's possible. But I guess we'll just, uh, we'll see how things play out, man. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. YouTube.com slash TimCastNews, and I will see you all then. Maybe this November, after the election, whoever wins or loses, this all goes away. Maybe everything we're seeing right now is just the breakdown of the, the desperation between, you know, Trump's, Trump's people and the, and the Democrats and the anti-Trump people. Maybe everything we're seeing is just part of this big political game. I'm not saying that anyone's controlling it. I'm saying the chaos is because tensions are high. And this November is a make or break election. In fact, I got to be honest, it might be a break or break election, no matter what happens. No one's going to believe the results. I tweeted this this morning. I got a mail-in ballot for someone who doesn't live in my house. I got it sitting sitting right next to me. It's on my Twitter. Check it out. But I'm not here to talk about ballots or elections. I'm here to talk about the chaos that's erupting in the past couple of days. Seattle has now been hit, the the, the chop zone, the chaz, what do you want to call it, with its fifth shooting incident. Five in what? A week? And the mayor has done nothing about it. Man, these videos coming out from Chaz, these people don't understand. They, they really, really don't understand these dumb young kids playing stupid games and people are dying because of it. It really was uh, uh, the peaceful days, huh? Six months ago when all we had to do was complain on the internet. Now people are dying. In Louisville, a man fired into a park, killing a journalist. We now know this man was one of the, the far left extremists who was engaging in riots. He had been arrested previously. He was a part of the group. Apparently they kicked him out. So he started firing into the crowd. We now have a mass shooter from Black Lives Matter. I, I know it, it seems exaggerated. It seems hyperbolic. I, I, I kid you not. Now, I can't get to every single one of these stories. I got to be honest, there's too many. So make sure you follow up at 1 p.m. on this channel because we've got Man, we've got a breakdown, I'll tell you what. But I want to talk to you about what's going on in Chaz, because this fifth shooting is really freaky. The Chazistani National Guardsmen who patrol the streets armed seemed to have known this was going to happen. Now, it's my speculation for sure. But in a video, 
you can see three men walking, looks like they're on a patrol. And they say, if you want to be safe, get to the police precinct. This is your last warning. Then all of a sudden, within 10 or so seconds, gunshots erupt and they run towards it. Speculation is that they returned fire on this person. In Louisville, um, which I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'll get, be able to get to the full details, but I want to bring this up. When this, uh, this mass shooter, this Black Lives Matter mass shooter was firing into the crowd, people returned fire on him, injuring him. He got arrested. He's charged. Things are getting crazy out there, man. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to read about what's going on with Chaz. I got a couple stories for you, but please do what you have to do to make sure you are safe in these crazy times. All right. I got this, this, this story. I wonder if, uh, here's the photo. Jack Posobiec tweets, the suburbs are rising up here. You can see a man and his wife. They're both armed. He's got a rifle that he clearly does not know how to use. It would seem. And this woman has that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm far from an expert, man. You guys probably can tell what weapon that is better than I can, but it does seem like it's probably a 22. So it's not the most effective to say the least, but things are getting crazy out there. And if you haven't been paying attention, this is probably a big shock to you. So I'll tell you what, man, I've talked to people. I've talked to people at, 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 I've talked to people who you'd think would be in the know, like diehard Trump supporter people. And they tell me they haven't been hearing about this because they just, they work all day. So let me tell you something. If you haven't gone out and taken care of what you need to take care of, you need to do it today. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to expect in November. We're a few months out from this election, but I'll tell you what, man, no one's going to, no one's going to believe it. Let's read this story from, from King five. Seattle police tweeted about a shooting near 12th Avenue and East Pike Street in Capitol Hill around 345 a.m. A spokesperson for Harborview Medical Center in Seattle said two men with gunshot wounds were transported to the hospital in critical condition. The spokesperson said one victim arrived by private vehicle and a second by uh, SF uh, Seattle Fire Department. My understanding is I believe I have the tweet pulled up, but I believe one of them has now died. Uh, They say uh, so. So this story is a little bit old. Let's 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 jump forward. So this is for a tweet from Ian Miles Chong. He says, violence with numerous drive-by shootings in Chaz tonight. This is going to come to your city. Well, whether or not it, it really does come to your city, I show this video because these men, it looks like they're armed and patrolling. You, it, you can see it from behind, so it's hard to know for sure. But in it, they're yelling things like, if you want to be safe, get to the police precinct, right? Let me see if I can turn this up. I don't know if I can actually you be safe, get it to play. Head to the precinct. Go. To the All right, so that's what they were yelling. And now watch. In a few seconds, they're, there they go. They start running because that's when the shots, shots got fired. I believe these guys are the Chazistani National Guard. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm being a bit facetious when I talk about what they're called. But uh, whatever you want to call them, they're, they're the local. Uh, I don't think they're John Brown Gun Club. That's why I just said Chazistani National Guard. A little silly, I know, but it's fun, right? Now, this is a horrifying moment. I don't know exactly what happened or why. There's a lot of speculation going around, but it looks like one of the victims has died. This is from Jason, Jason Rance, KTTH Radio, says, Mayor Jenny, will you be acting soon or negotiating? What, the male uh, shooting victim who arrived by Harborview has unfortunately died. The other remains in critical in, uh, in, uh, remains critical in intensive care. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do about this Chaz thing, man. But I'll tell you what. The next, the, let's let's go to St. Louis. Let me let me show you what's going on because we got a big update on this. You may have, maybe you didn't see it. These these the the, the Black Lives Matter extreme. I'm not going to call them protesters. I'm sorry. Just because listen, we're beyond this point. I'm, I I don't know what else to tell you, man. 
I get people saying that because I talk about this, I'm encouraging it. No, absolutely not. I want everybody to stop, 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 stop. But the far left isn't stopping. So I don't know what to tell you, man. They're going out 500 people estimated entering private property, a private gated community with signs everywhere. And the people who live in this house came out with guns and the left then lies. And the media doesn't give you the full context. Now, of course, it's being reported on that these people came out with weapons and pointed them at protesters. What they don't tell you is the protesters entered private property through a gate. They entered a gated community. I want to read you the story, but I got to do this. I do this rarely, but I'm doing it now. Check out safeandreadymeals.com. This is emergency food. Right now, I believe they only have the uh, available right uh, on, on this page is the four week emergency supply because they're sold out of the two week supply. I have emergency food. I also went out and bought a bunch of guns. Okay. This is not something I would normally consider doing, but about uh, uh, earlier this month, helicopters were flying by my house because the riots had crossed the bridge out of the Philadelphia area into the suburbs. I've had emergency food for a long time. Okay. Safeandreadymeals.com. They have deals uh, on, on, it's their, their buckets. They're, it's like freeze dried. I put it in the closet. I ignore it. That's what I do. I, I don't think about it. It's not on my mind. But I tell you this, man, it's been getting crazy out there. You call me crazy. You can say it's stupid. You can say you won't need it. I don't care. Fine. I don't care. You do what you think you have to do. I'll do what I think I have to do. And I think this is smart. There are a lot of things that I get hit up for where people are like, Tim, will you promote this? And I say, no. No, no, no. Gambling games, weird, like, you know, camping kits and stuff. I am very particular about what I promote. Full disclosure, this does support my work and my channel when you buy from them. But I'm only telling you this because I really do think it's important. As these stories continue to escalate, man, will it truly get to this? This I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how bad it's going to get. Safeandreadymeals.com. I've got I, I've got some, I got a couple buckets, man. They're in my closet and hopefully you never have to use them. But here's what I tell people. You got a first aid kit, right? Where is it? Do you remember? A lot of people don't even know where their first aid kit is, but you have one. How often do you actually get a cut? You got a bandage up? It, it happens. Yeah, I, I'd imagine people would want some kind of food. I also have some water stored just because it makes sense. I'm telling you this now because I'm going to show you a story about them coming to, to people's homes. They're trying to claim it was a public street. That is a lie. And I brought the receipts. Now, does CBS tell you that protesters enter a private community and in and, and St. Louis, they have castle doctrine, meaning these people were in their right to defend their property and were under no obligation to retreat? They don't. Here's what CBS says. A white couple, that's right, a white couple pointed guns at protesters in St. Louis as a group marched toward the mayor's home to demand her resignation. A social media video showed the armed couple standing outside their large home Sunday evening in the upscale central West End neighborhood of the Missouri city. In the video, the unidentified couple shouted at protesters while people in the march moved the crowd forward, urging participants to ignore them. The woman is seen pointing a handgun at the crowd. A man is seen holding a rifle. Now, I can't justify or defend everything these people did because I believe at one point the woman actually walked towards them with the gun drawn, pointing at them. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know or don't know what they should or shouldn't have done or the laws of St. Louis. What I can tell you is these people entered private property. St. Louis has castle doctrine, and these people were on their property with their legal weapons. We'll see what happens. Morality policing is happening, okay? They might arrest them and say, oh, well, we're going to arrest them because we want to avoid something, and they'll, they'll, they'll drum up some nonsensical charges, man. 
Protesters have been showing up with guillotines, little little mock ones. They're not joking. I've talked to these people in the past. Not all of them are crazy. I think most of them are just stupid. Most of the people marching have no idea what's going on. Most of these people have no idea that a Black Lives Matter extremist engaged in a mass shooting in Louisville just a day or so before. So when these people come out with guns, I tell you what, you, 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 want, you want to arrest them, you want to argue it's unjustified, all they got to do is show the video of, of Louisville and be like, nope, absolutely not. All they got to do is show the videos out of Chaz. Absolutely not. We know what these people are doing. They burned down buildings, they looted and destroyed. So these people came out with weapons. Apparently this house they live in, it's this beautiful, like, uh, very expensive. These people seem to be particularly wealthy. And it's been renovated and restored to like its original condition. There's, there's, there's apparently like photos and video from inside because it's like a relatively well-known house. And these people came out to defend it. The woman is seen pointing a handgun, the man with a rifle. And uh, say on Monday morning, Trump tweeted a video of the incident. It wasn't immediately clear whether St. Louis police were aware. An email and phone call to, this, to the AP weren't immediately answered or from the AP. The group of at least 500 people we're heading toward Mayor uh, Lida Krusen's home, chanting, resign, Lida, take the cops with you. Resignation demands come after she did a live stream where she read out the names and addresses of some of the activists calling for defunding the police. <laughs> I tell you what, dude, I just did that promo for food. I am not kidding around. Maybe it all stops. OK, let's be let, maybe it all stops. Maybe this all deescalates. That's possible. And the worst case scenario is you're going to, you know, get a gun safe, get training, have your, have your firearms to defend yourself and your family and your friends. Don't, don't be going out and, and engaging in any kind of this stuff. Don't do this. 100%. We need de-escalation. Protect your home. And if you have food, your worst case scenario is it sits in your cabinet for a couple of years. I think they say they're good for like 25 years. I don't know the full details because they do have expiration dates, but I think it's all freeze dried stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing games, man. They, they, Look, listen, the mayor of St. Louis was doing a live stream and she read out the addresses of people. That is insane. That is wrong. She should not have done that. I guess she deleted it. It's too late. The addresses are out. So these protesters now escalate what they're doing. She puts out the names and addresses of, of, of her, the people she, she, she's, I guess, opposed to. And then the protesters show up to a private community and everything just escalates. Cassandra Fairbanks tweeted, in this live stream footage, you can clearly see the St. Louis Black Lives Matter mob enter through the gate to a private community. This was not a public sidewalk. I want you to take a look at this right here on the left. It appears to be some kind of sign next to the gated entryway. As the video plays, uh, I'll play a little bit. You can see this person comes up, opens the gate and holds it open. Now, what was that sign? I believe it was this sign right here, private street access limited to residents. Someone told Cassandra there, there are old gates left on Kings, uh, on Kings Highway from when the neighborhood was originally tr- uh, tried to keep out black people a hundred years ago. They're public streets, gate use allowed. Wrong. This is an, an area called Portland Place. It's not even on Google Maps because the Google Maps cars can't drive through here. The whole community is not on Google Maps. So here's another photo posted by, uh, this is Casey Nolan. I believe he's uh, for KSD News, KSDK News. Private street, private property right here, private property right here. And this is the public boulevard. Look at this. It's a little guard tower of some sort. 
people entered through and you can see this home. Let me see what, what, what the next thing we have. Okay, so uh, this is this is the trend that's going off on Twitter now, private property. And you can clearly see people keep posting this photo. So look, I'm going to I'm going I'm to tell you, listen, I'm not going to publish the, the location address or anything like that. But everybody knows the address for two reasons. One, the activists doxed the couple within seconds. Okay, within minutes, they started posting names and information. But it's because this house is actually high profile and well known. It is it is publicly disclosed. There's images of the inside. And I it took me not even a couple seconds to look up this community. And this is just Google Maps. But you can clearly see on the screen, we have a little guard tower. You can see the gates. And you can see that when you walk in, this is all private property. Very beautiful home. Check this one out. In the same area, you can see another gate, more private property. They've got a tennis court. This is a wealthy area. Now, the individual is trying to claim that this is King's Highway Boulevard and the gates are old, but the signs are still up and Google Maps cannot go into this area. See, I can go right here. I can drop the little, 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 the little guy here. It's a little Google Maps man right here on King's Highway, but I cannot put it inside the gated community. You can't. So let me, let me actually zoom out here and show you. This is St. Louis. And let me, let me show you where it is, actually. So it, it looks like it's, I'm not entirely sure it's in uh, uh, St. Louis proper, because what, what people don't know about St. Louis is that it's actually a bunch of really small cities. So I believe the activists talking about the old laws from 100 years ago to keep out black people are correct. 100%. I did a documentary about this. Let me try and drop the little, uh, you know what, let's do this. Let's switch it to the map mode so you can better see. Portland Place. So I believe this, this is, it is, it, it is St. Louis proper. You try to drop the little, uh, the little Google, Google Maps guy, and you cannot enter the area. The only street that is not gated, I believe, is Lake Street, which you can see up here on Portland Court and down here on Lindell Boulevard. Now check this out. When I jump down to Lindell Boulevard, we can see this street. I can zoom right in. Private place. No trespassing. I wonder why it is their streets are a bit crummier. I wonder why it is that Google Maps people could not get in. It couldn't get in because it's a private community. And protesters showed up and these people came out with guns to defend themselves. So we have this live stream video. You can see these guys are on this guy's on his porch. His wife comes out. They're armed. Now, listen, a lot of people have pointed out these people clearly have no idea how to use the weapons they have. Let me just point out, I am only a recent gun owner and I still know a lot better than they do. It's funny, but, but, to, but to, to be fair, I've covered conflict and crisis. I've gone through hostile environment training. So I know about what you can expect from various security forces and military and stuff like that. Their fingers are constantly on the trigger. He's holding the weapon upright with the muzzle actually pointed at his wife in several instances. And I'm like, is that, I hope that's not real, dude. Yikes. But the reason I bring this up, two reasons. It doesn't matter. Um, it, you know, it matters in a certain regard. But, but what we're talking about right now, I, I, I have these conversations with people where I'm like, did you see what happened in Louisville? And I show them the video of you know, the guy shooting into the crowd. And they're like, I bet that was a Trump supporter. I bet it was a right winger. And other people are like, that's very clearly a leftist who's gone nuts. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes, I guess when you're in the nitty gritty, you want to know all the finer details. What matters is a group of 500 people entered a private community after we've seen waves of rioting, multiple shootings, cops being ambushed, yes, mass shootings, and the people who live there came out with guns. 
I don't care who is who. I don't care who you think is right or wrong. The point is escalation is happening before our very eyes. And what do you think happens now? Have you seen the video from Portland where the Black Lives Matters activists are zombie walking up to a guy going, you know, uh, hands up, don't shoot or whatever. And the guy draws his pistol on him. It's from a couple of years ago. It is so insane what these people are doing. They put their hands up and they walk towards the people with weapons. What do you think is going to happen? You come into a private community. These people, this is their this is their passion project. Apparently, they're famous for trying to restore this old building. And yeah, they're wealthy. It looks like it. And the protesters show up and threaten their castle. What do you think happens next? These protesters need to stop because they've been engaged in violent riots and shootings, and it's only been getting worse. So I'm not going to fault the people who live in this home for protecting themselves. We are not seeing, for the most part, armed right-wingers going out and doing anything. Good. Don't. Nobody should. These people shouldn't. Everybody should stop. And they say, but we're peaceful protesters. You know, I'll tell you what, you got your First Amendment rights, and I can respect that. But you entered a private community. You crossed the line. Considering what just happened in Louisville and Chaz, I'm surprised these people didn't take harsher action. And that's what's scary. Because what happens when it gets to that point? Um, uh, Several weeks ago, you know, when we saw this riding across the country, it was hitting the big cities. It was downtown. Apparently in Chicago, this huge uproar happened between the aldermen and the mayor. Uh, The aldermen are basically like neighborhood politicians because they shut down the bridges to downtown Chicago, pushing all of the riders into the neighborhoods. And people were mad about it, saying, let the business district take the brunt of the damage, not the residents. You know, if it has to happen. People were saying it's in the big cities, we're fine. No, that's not true. In Chicago, they went to suburbs. In, in conservative and rural areas, these protests have popped up. I say protests because they're not all riots. Some of them are peaceful. But they've devolved into rioting. We are getting to that point, man, and I don't know what you can expect. I'll tell you what, I can only hope. No, I, I, I can't even say that. But I, what I, I'll say this. I can't imagine what will happen to this country if Joe Biden actually wins. That's, 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 that's legit. The same is true for Trump, but in a different way. Trump recently announced that they've, they're, they're going to start arresting people. He sent an executive order, launched a task force, and they're going after these extremists. Joe Biden has hid in his basement and said nothing. Could you imagine what would happen if Joe Biden was president while this is going on? He'd be locked. He'd be locked away in his basement, cowering in fear, mumbling and muttering to himself as these people burn everything to the ground. That scares me. Now, Trump hasn't been doing a whole lot, but at least he's doing something. And that's why I'm like rocking a hard place, man. I'm not convinced Trump's going to win. Absolutely not. Why? I got a mail-in ballot sitting right next to me for someone who does not live in my house and never asked for it. How does that happen? A mail-in, uh, mail-in ballot application came to me. This one straight up says mail-in ballot. Go to my Twitter account. Go to, go to uh, twitter.com slash Timcast, and you can see the image. I had to redact a lot of the information off of it. It's a legit mail-in ballot. I don't know why it came, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what to expect, man. But I'll tell you this. I think we are getting dangerously close to someone showing up to a private community like this and someone drawing their weapon and the protesters screaming it's public property when it's not, and then marching up onto the private property and getting a face full of lead. And then these videos are going to come out and, it, and, and it's going to be a riot again. This is, the, this, is the, this is the problem, man, when the police can't or don't do their job because the police didn't stop these protesters. You create a, a potential 
for one of these protesters, one of 500, to act a fool and lose their life. And then what happens? More rioting. I won't be surprised if people show up to their house again saying, how dare you draw on us? Because they're lying on social media. Welcome to the chaos, man. There's some other story going around. I don't have pulled up about a bunch of like uh, assault weapon receivers or parts being shipped in from China anonymously or something. It's getting crazy out there and no one has an idea what's going on. It's maybe meant to be confusing and scary. So I'll, I'll leave you with this. I can only tell you what I see and to the best of my ability break down. The mainstream media will tell you these people came out with guns. They don't tell you it was a gated private community these people were trespassing. It's possible the signs are old or something. I don't think that's the case because even Google couldn't get in. I'm pretty sure it's a private gated community. But if you don't know what's happening, if you can't tell because the news is going crazy, I understand. It's even hard for me sometimes. So I'll tell you what, do what you need to do to protect yourself. Forget about the insanity and just do the responsible thing. Make sure you have gotten proper training for your firearm if you've bought one. Um, I'm not going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. I bought one. Do not conf- like do not go out. Do not engage in this stuff. Just keep yourself safe. And I don't know, man. I know a lot of people are saying that they're going to go out and protect their communities and things like that. And I get it. But make sure if you do anything like that, if you're going to protest, it's peaceful. 100%. Do not let anybody infiltrate. And here's the problem, man. You go out and protest. Don't be surprised if one of these these extremists agitates and then tries to you know put the blame on the on the on the, on the people defending their communities. I'm not going to say right wing because the people in Philadelphia who did this were not right wing. This is a democratic city. It's just getting crazy. I want. I think everybody needs to chill out and stop. But the left isn't doing it. So I don't know. I I think it's possible that you know Trump is doing really really poorly. I think they're pulling out all the stops to try and beat him. But if this continues, these people in St. Louis. St. Louis is blue. You think these people are Republicans? Maybe. Maybe they are. I don't know. They're older and rich. Maybe they're not. Maybe a bunch of other people who live nearby used to be Democrats, and now they're like, I can't do this anymore. The mayor isn't doing anything. The mayor in Seattle isn't doing anything. I'll tell you this, man. I'm, I'm not one to do these big promos, but I will leave it by saying safeandreadymeals.com. Just you buy it, you put it in your closet, you ignore it. Chance favors the prepared. That's the, that's 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 one of my one of the most important uh, uh, things, you know, bits of advice or sayings or whatever. Luck favors the prepared. Chance favors the prepared. If something chaotic happens and this comes to your house and you can't get out, and you can't get food because the stores are closed because there's violence in the streets. You'll have food. You'll have protection. I'll tell you what I'm doing, man. Partly because New Jersey is insane and the governor is corrupt as corrupt gets. I'm leaving. I announced this before. I'm leaving. I'm taking my business elsewhere. And we're going off to the middle of nowhere because when the helicopters came, look, look I, I was in New York. Okay. I lived there for a long time. Briefly went down to Miami when I was working for Fusion, moved back to the New York Metro and a couple bombs went off in Manhattan. Look it up. And I was like, I cannot be near these cities, man. Things are just escalating and the tensions are growing and the protests are happening. So I moved to, uh, I moved a little bit further south. When everything kept, you know, escalating and being crazy and I'm watching this, I was like, I want to get away from these cities. So I moved South Jersey to the suburbs. Now the helicopters are near my house. They had to shut the bridges down twice when the riots erupted. The riots have not stopped. It's been going on for a month. Now the mass looting for the most part has simmered down. But these people, 500 people, it's still happening and we are dangerously close to falling off that cliff. Maybe we already did. Six months ago, I said I wouldn't have any weapons in this house. 
I was like, no, 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 I don't want to deal with that. You know, the police are responsive. Now we see this and I'm like, nope, I got to do what I got to do to protect myself. You will not see me going out to any of these places. I'm going to mind my own business. I'm going to do my, my, my segments like I normally do. And I hope everybody just stays uh, safe and pays attention. I think for the most part, these, most of you will be unaffected by any of this. You're not going to see these big protests showing up near your homes or anything like that. So just remain calm, but vigilant. I'll leave it there. Next segment will be at 1 p.m. And it's the, I'm going to talk about the Louisville story for the most part and tell you what's going on. This was a, this is, it's a Black Lives Matter mass shooter, man. This is, this is, it's happened. I'll see you all at 1 p.m. We've got some major breaking updates in some of the chaos that has unfolded over the past couple of days. For, uh, for those of you that have seen the story I did this morning, there are two people, a man and his, and I believe his wife, came out of their home in St. Louis armed and were brandishing their weapons, pointing them at protesters. Now, uh, that's the gist of the story. They've now spoken out, issued a statement saying they're in fear for their lives. The quick context for those that aren't familiar. These, this, this large group of, I, you know, I, I can't call them protesters because we're well beyond this and because they broke onto private property, okay? You want to call them protesters, but there's been now five shootings in the Chaz. There was a, a, a shooting in, in, in Louisville and it was a Black Lives Matter rioter who engaged in this mass shooting. We're, we're going to go through this. This is tough. This is, this is serious stuff, okay? So, They broke onto a private community, destroying the gate, confirmed. We have photo evidence proving it. And they said they were in fear for their lives and came out with weapons. Now, they probably should know how to use those weapons, have some basic training, which doesn't seem like they do, but it does seem like they were in the right to defend their private property. I was reading some things about St. Louis, you know, Castle Doctrine. It could be wrong. I'm not entirely sure. We have the statement. But uh, initially, I was planning on just talking about the um, man. This is this is really, really crazy. A man was arrested in Louisville because uh, he was firing indiscriminately into a crowd of protesters and he killed a journalist. This is uh, a journalist who eventually became an advocate, I suppose. But we now have a confirmed far left Black Lives Matter mass shooter. It's not the first. Okay, we had the the other identity extremists in, in there's been several now. There was Dallas. There was, I believe, Baton Rouge. There was Baltimore. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't have a list pulled up, but this 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 look, man. This kind of stuff keeps happening. And I think, you know, my fear is that it, it's, it's escalation is, is likely. Okay, so let me just start. We're going to read this. We're going to get their statement. But man, I just want to tell you, be calm. Okay, a lot of people are mad because they say, you know, it's fear mongering when I cover these stories. Listen, 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 let me, talk, let, me, let, me tell, let me explain this. Okay, I'm just reading the news. All right. These are the big trending stories. This story right now is trending on Twitter. They all are. All right. I'm not I'm not just you know, I'm not going online and being like, what's the craziest story I can talk about? These are major international trending topics. It's how I typically decide, you know, what stories I cover. So if you don't like the fact that I'm talking about this, take it up with literally what people are interested in. When I do news stories on like my main channel, for instance, and I'm talking about politics and Trump, it's because these are the top trending stories. All right. These are the, these are the biggest news stories. I try to talk about them. Just want you to know that. Let's read the story from KMOV. We were in fear of our lives. Central West End couple seen pointing guns at protesters speaks. They say hundreds of protesters chanted and marched to St. Louis Mayor uh, Lydda Cruson's home Sunday night calling for her resignation. Now, quick context. It's because she was doing a live stream where she read out names and addresses of defund the police activists. Not not okay. I completely oppose that. A group of 300 protesters chanting, resign, let her take the cops with you, marched after Cruz and read the names and addresses of demonstrators. 
calling for police, calling for defund the police specifically. During the protest, a couple in nearby homes stepped outside with guns around 7.30 p.m. Images and video showed 61-year-old Patricia McCloskey pointing a handgun at the crowd and her husband, 63-year-old Mark McCloskey, was seen holding a rifle. The couple are personal injury lawyers who work together in the McCloskey Law Center. The images and videos were shared thousands of times. So uh, we have, we, it looks like we have a statement. The homeowner reached out to News 4 Monday morning saying he was having dinner with his family outside his home. When the crowd went through the wrought iron gates marked with no trespassing and private property signs on Portland Place, quote, a mob of at least 100 smashed through the historic wrought iron gates of Portland Place, destroying them, rushed towards my home where my family was having dinner outside and put us in fear of our lives. Video circulating on social media shows protesters walking through the gate. It is unclear when the gate was damaged, but it was. Take a look at this photo. It looks like, in my opinion, it was destroyed so they could actually get through. You see, this this gate right here that's been destroyed, the other one's just open. It's got the metal piece still in the ground, stopping it from being opened. So it looks like somehow they destroyed it. And perhaps they did so that it would break the, the latch, allowing them to open the gates. I don't know for sure. Maybe not. It's unclear. They say in, in this video, you can see protesters walk right through the gate. It's not destroyed when they walk onto the street. You can hear McCloskey say, get the hell out of my neighborhood. According to the police, the couple told protesters that they were that they were trespassing on a private street and needed to leave. Shortly after, the couple grabbed their guns after noticing several armed protesters in the crowd shouting threats. Okay, Jim Shuto of CNN, who said unarmed protesters. Not the case. At least as far as we can tell, he said, she said. Now, I would believe, yes, the protesters are armed. Why? We see them armed everywhere. This is what I tell people when it comes to conflict and crisis. They say, what was that sound? Was that fireworks? Do you see anyone holding fireworks? Okay, so let me tell you something. When you got these groups coming out, I don't believe these homeowners just arbitrarily, like, arbitrarily just decided to go inside and get weapons. They say protesters were armed. Seems reasonable. I, I don't know for sure. Seems reasonable. Check it out. It's a quote. This is all private property. There are no public sidewalks or public streets. We were told that we would be killed. Our home burned and our dog killed. We were all alone facing an angry mob. Later in the night, protesters painted resign on the street in front of the mayor's house during a Facebook live that we get. So, so that's, that's, the, that's the update here, okay? These, 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 these two people have now spoken out about why they did what they did. And if we want to take their word, then we, they said the gates were destroyed. That's true. They said they saw armed protesters, so they got their weapons. Look, man, where do you think all this stuff goes? You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Let's hope for the best. Let's hope everybody settles down. Let's hope it doesn't have to come to this, and let's hope people stop. But the far left has been protesting for a month straight now. A month. The guy's already, the George Floyd cop has already been arrested and indicted. What more do they want? Everything. That's what they want. And that's what scares me. They're not stopping. It is not the right that is going out and doing anything. It is the left. These people are on their property, on private property. These people came in, destroyed their fence. Historic gate, apparently. I want to get now to the, the more shocking story. Steven Lopez, mass shooter, Black Lives Matter activist, rioter, had been charged and released. And now we know it. I'm going to do something I don't normally like to do, but I think I need to in times of extreme crisis, Okay. I shouted this out earlier today. I'm going to do it again. So forgive me if you're not a fan, but I really do think this is important. Safeandreadymeals.com. It's one of the very few things I actually do promotions for. I only do promotions for things that I think are absolutely necessary 
or that actually use, right? There are a lot of things people want me to promote. I won't do it. But these are emergency food buckets. You put them in the closet, you forget about them. I have some myself, okay? I went out and bought some firearms for self-defense, for self-preservation, so I can mind my own business. You know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want people going out and doing crazy things. I want everyone to stop, stop this. I want law and order, okay? I want the police to be able to do their jobs to restore order so that everything can function lawfully and safely. That's what I'm hoping for. But we have no guarantees. That's why I'm giving a shout out. Full disclosure, this does support my content. This is, this is a sponsor spot, okay? I, I, I do them when I feel like people, people rag on me all the day, all day and night for the safe and ready meal stuff. I'll tell you what, man. You put them in your closet, you're going to forget about them. They're good. They say for up to 25 years. They do have expiration dates. So I'm not entirely sure how it necessarily works. Right now, they've got, uh, just on this promo site, uh, this promotional promotion, it's a four-week supply, which I believe is two buckets. Get it or don't. Make fun of me all you want. I'm just telling you, man, I really want you guys to be safe. I want everyone to be safe. I don't want to hear stories of people running out of food. I don't want to hear stories about people running into stores. Look, we saw food shortages during COVID. It's only gotten crazier. My only expectation the only thing I can see happening is as this year escalates to an extreme degree, maybe after November, the election stops, win or lose, whoever happens, it just all goes quiet. If you want to make that bet, you do it, okay? And if you do, then feel free to make fun of me. I'm fine with that. Make fun of me all day and night, please. You're entitled to your opinion. I really do think this is important stuff, all right? So get it if you want. The link is in the description below, because now I'm going to tell you the shot. This is, this is the scary stuff, man. What we know about Steven Lopez the suspect in the fatal Jefferson Square Park shooting. A journalist was killed. There was a famous uh, uh, viral tweet from someone. It's really annoying. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to give you my version now, okay? Which is basically a play on this viral tweet that happened in, uh, what was it, 2018? I can't remember. We begged you. We begged you, please stop these extremists, but you wouldn't listen. And now someone is dead. This was after uh, some, you know, violent right wing, you know, far right guy did some committed an atrocity, killed some people or killed, killed somebody. And then all of these tweets popped up were saying that we begged you, please ban these people from social media. Well, I've been warning many people have as well. They keep saying things like, well, the far left has never done anything. Antifa has never done anything. Antifa is a blanket umbrella. Uh, it's an ideology. It is not just anti-fascism. These people who, who brandish this flag, who, who use these symbols and recruit others, they, 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 are, they are loose knit on purpose. So they're hard to track, but they are organized. Now, this guy I'm not saying is. This is a far left extremist. He had protested for Black Lives Matter. He had been arrested for rioting. He had been released. And he took his gun and he indiscriminately opened fire on a park, hitting two people, killing one. A journalist. Here's the story. What we know about Stephen Lopez, the suspect in the fatal Jefferson Square Park shooting. A frequent participant, participant in Louisville's month of protests has been accused of fatally shooting a photographer in Jefferson Square Park after a dispute with another person. Stephen Nelson Lopez, 23, is facing charges of murder and first degree wanton endangerment, Louisville Metro Police officials said Sunday after releasing his arrest citation. Lopez is accused of killing Tyler Girth, a 27-year-old Louisville photographer who had become a vocal supporter of the protests. At 8.59 p.m. Saturday, Metro Safe Communications reported multiple gunshots being fired in Jefferson Square Park. Arriving officers found one person shot in the face in the middle of the park near a concrete wall, according to Lopez's arrest citation. Several witnesses identified Lopez, who had frequented the park as the shooter, 
and video surveillance showed him shooting a handgun into the crowd. The citation says several bystanders returned fire, shooting Lopez in the leg, according to the citation. He was taken to University of Louisville Hospital and arrested and charged at 1047 p.m. at States. Maxwell Mitchell, a protester who often streams video of the demonstrations, recorded video of the man identified as Lopez shooting multiple times Saturday night into the park. Mitchell said Lopez fired at least two shots into the air before he shot toward the encampment. Video shown by LMPD at a Sunday press briefing showed a man they say is Lopez pointing his gun in the air as those around him scattered. A speaker at the Kentucky Alliance Against Racism and Political Repression press conference earlier Sunday made several references to Lopez, saying he had been involved in multiple disturbances at the camp and had to be escorted away from Jefferson Square Park before the shooting. This was the story that had been going viral, but wasn't confirmed. He was a member of the protest group. He was a violent rioter. He was armed and they ejected him. And so he lashed out on them. According to the protesters, Lopez had an altercation with another person at the park, but it wasn't girth. I do not believe he was targeting the man that had been hit. They say Lopez had been a frequent site at the protest, which have rocked the streets of Louisville for a month. Several courier, courier journal reporters have seen him among the crowd in recent days, and a speaker at a Kentucky Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression press conference Sunday morning said he'd been among the, uh, among the crowd for the past 12 days at least. Court records show he was one of 17 protesters arrest on June 17th, and a courier journal photographer captured his arrest that, uh, in a photo that day, in a day, uh, that day in a photo. He was charged that morning with inciting a riot, disorderly conduct, harassment, and possession of drug paraphernalia. His citation noted he was in possession of a handgun with two full mags of ammo at the time of the arrest. Lopez's police record before Saturday's shooting contains minor offenses such as third degree trespassing and a failure to maintain car insurance. I'm not super concerned about that. But you know what, man? One one of the things this reminds me of is The Dark Knight, the film, the, uh, the Batman film, right? where you have that scene, Two-Face kidnaps one of this guy who's, a, a, I guess, a shooter. And he's like, where's the Joker? Tell me. And then Batman comes in and says, he's not going to be able to tell you anything. This is the kind of mind the Joker preys on. He's, he's, he's you know, uh, schizophrenic. That's what th- th- this guy was being used, manipulated. He was not all there. That's what we're seeing here. These people who are going out with weapons and riding and destroying property, many of them are smart. Many of them are very smart. They're organized. They don't place themselves in the front. These, this is villainous behavior, in my opinion. I'll tell you why. These far left individuals feel that they're smarter and better, and they know how to make a better world. They use pawns to be sacrificed in their stead. It's not just these organizers who do this. Many, you know, anybody, everybody, every villainous type person can do something like this, regardless of your politics, sacrificing pawns and shielding yourself. The true heroic effort is putting yourself on the front line and taking the risks to fight for something better that you believe in, respecting uh, other people, having honor, integrity, dignity, etc. These far leftists, they prey upon these fractured minds to do their dirty work, to go around smashing and destroying. They'll get in trouble. And the organizers don't care. The organizers know full well that they're riling up people who are not smart enough, who don't know better, to actually go, uh, to, you know, to, to, to not engage in this kind of behavior. See, we know that peaceful protests work. It's a fact. Peaceful protests work. Just the way it is. Science proves it. It gives a positive, it gives positive press attention to the groups because the media looks for something to cover. 
and violent riots don't work. It swings in the other direction. These organizers use the violent riots, however, to suppress people who would speak up against them. And when their allies are in the media, it can benefit them. But they don't want to risk arrest themselves. So they prey upon fractured minds to commit these, 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 these acts for them. They won't actually do it. You never see. And, and, and trust me, I can name several of these high profile far left activists. You never see them get arrested for these things. Now, this guy, in my opinion, is what happens when one of these minds breaks. They used him. They preached to him. They riled him up. And he's clearly unwell. And then when they said, this one's too volatile for us, we're ejecting him, he snapped. And he went to the edge of the park, fired a couple rounds in the air. Who knows where those went? Because those come down somewhere. Then indiscriminately fired into the park, killed somebody. It's not the worst mass shooting we've ever seen. But this won't be the last that comes out of this, this uh, whatever, whatever this is. These people say it's a revolution, man. They've been calling themselves the resistance. And many people thought they were joking. Now, I, 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 I don't think I've ever said they were joking. I think these people are serious, but I think they're children playing, you know, it's a live action role play. I, I fear that we will see more of this. That's my personal fear. That's why I bought emergency food. You can get it if you want. That's why I went out and bought guns. But guess what, man? Let me tell you something. I know a lot of people like to go on Twitter and, and mock Tim Pool for selling his, you know, his, his, his buckets of emergency food. And ha ha ha, it's so funny. I'm late to the party, man. I am late to the party. Gun sales were skyrocketing when the pandemic started, and I still didn't go out and, and take care of you know uh, my personal safety. It was only in the past couple of weeks that I actually went out and registered and got out and did everything that I needed to do legally to protect my home. So these people who are laughing and saying Tim's so dumb for promoting these things, it's like you realize a ton of people, like millions of people, were doing this well before I said anything. I kid you not. So I, I promoted you know safe and ready meals, right? There are these emergency food buckets. Let me tell you, by the time I actually started promoting these, they were already dealing with massive exploding demand, like 10 times higher than normal. It reached like 100 times higher than normal or something like that. I didn't even I didn't even come out early on this one. I was even late on the COVID story. I was like, I don't think it's a big deal. And people act like I'm overreacting. Dude, I am not the first person to point these things out. Any of this stuff. It's only when I see professors and high profile activists and comedians talking about these issues that I react to them. And I'm like, whoa, look at this. Now, we talked about uh, shout out to my buddy, Adam, who co-hosts the Timcast IRL podcast with me because he, he, he said this was going to happen. He said they would find their ways to the suburbs and these people are going to come out with their guns. He called it straight, straight up, called it. This is a guy, apparently the Hodge twins posted a video of what's going viral where he said he was going to vote for Trump straight up because of all this. Listen, man, he said, my buddy Adam, like these people don't realize the game they're playing and they're going to walk into the wrong neighborhood. They're going to go to the wrong house and someone's not going to stand for it. They got lucky this time. These people at this house in St. Louis only drew their weapons. Nobody got shot. That's lucky. But let me tell you something, man. The Seattle Chaz remains largely intact. It is going nowhere. I covered this this morning. There was a, the fifth shooting in this area. Capitol Hill in Seattle. This bit, the businesses are suing. They're outraged. It is not going anywhere. They claimed it was over. Nope. There's still people marching around with guns. They Listen, man, you can mock and laugh and joke about this. And the media said it's largely a street festival. The mayor said, we maybe we'll have a summer of love. And now what is it? It's almost a war zone. 
Okay, almost. Maybe that's a hyperbolic. I'll walk that back. It's certainly become a, I mean, in what, five days you had five shootings? Come on, man, for real? Five, I believe I believe this is, it is in maybe about a week, six days or seven days. Five shooting incidents. I believe two people have now died. At what point does this become a conflict zone? As, as there's, it's lawlessness. Do we, do we actually have a conflict zone emerging in Seattle? Maybe it's not there yet. But this is not a summer of love street festival. And these protests are popping up in other places. You look at what happened in Louisville. That was an occupation protest. That guy went out with his gun. At what point do these things become overt, overtly conflict zones? I don't know, man. I really don't. Listen, a lot of people are mad at me saying I'm being pessimistic. And I'm just like, I don't understand this. These are the top trending stories. These are things that we have not seen in I don't, I don't even know in my lifetime. I mean, I know we had the LA riots, but that wasn't nationwide. We said we, we had nationwide riots and the rioting has persisted for over one month, especially in certain areas like Seattle and Portland. But that's obvious. I don't know what stops this. The protesters keep getting new reasons to go out. They're being emboldened. And now they're saying the second wave of COVID is coming. We got to lock everything down again. That's going to put more unemployed people. It's going to, it's going to result in more unemployed people. Men, let me show you this. The scene outside the Oklahoma Employment Security Commission at 10 p.m. Sunday, it already stretches around the building. At least 150 people were there. It's just, it's just collapse, man. It is just collapse. So let me just tell you, I don't care if you disagree. I don't care if you think I'm being pessimistic. I can only tell you what I'm seeing and what I think. How many, how many videos have to come out of people lining food banks before you think it's smart to have some supplies, just a little, little bucket, so one little bucket you put in your closet. With, with all of the, the, the police who have been shot and killed, ambushed in Las Vegas, shot in the head, with this guy firing in a park, at what point do you say, I must protect my home? And you go out and take care of your own personal self-defense. Remember that video of the woman in her car in Virginia saying, they're on my car, help, I need help. And the, and the 911 dispatcher said, we can't do anything. How about the, the, the viral tweet from the guy in New York who said, his neighbors were fighting and he called 911 and they responded, sir, our city is under attack. What would you have us do? Make fun of me all you want. I'll tell you what, I'm getting away from the cities. I'm getting far, far away now. I'm leaving New Jersey. That's for sure. I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure that uh, things are secure for me. I don't want to be anywhere near this. I hope no one else does. I hope you guys stay safe and avoid this stuff. Don't go out into this stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, how to, how to, you know, accurately I don't know. I, I don't take don't take my advice at all. You're right. I'll put it that way, because it's it's escalating well beyond anything that we could actually give advice on. Anything I or anyone else on 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 any media platform could ever advise you on, because I don't know what you need to do at this point. Is protesting going to do anything? I think that'll just escalate things. But they're going around tearing down statues. They're going on a private property. What do we do? Law enforcement is crippled and demoralized. Do we just sit back and everything falls apart? I honestly don't know. I honestly do not know. I'll tell you this, though. We need law and order. We need our police to be able to do their jobs. We need our police, our law enforcement agencies to handle all of this properly. That's what we need. A restore to every everything must be done legally. Man, we really do need that back. And that's we you know, we need our police. We need police reform. I'm totally down. I don't know, man. I'll wrap it up there. 
The next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. at TimCast.net. Stick around, and I will see you all then. In following up on my main segment, which you can see over at TimCast.net, I want to highlight the actual statement from Reddit's co-founder, I believe Steve Huffman is the one who wrote this. Yes, I believe so, where he outright kind of lies. But I also want to point out one of the most ridiculous rules ever created, why Reddit says you are allowed to engage in horrifying behaviors like harassment, threats, violence, etc., so long as the group you target is in the majority. Now, you know why that's really funny and stupid, Reddit? Because women are in the majority. Come on, do your do your homework. Now, some may argue, but Tim, globally, men are the majority. No, 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 we're talking about the US. Otherwise, their rule would literally allow you to mock minorities in this country because they're the majority in other countries or in the world. They're a larger group. It makes very little sense. But let's, I, w- I want to read you what he posts, and I want to get to the specific point. The Donald subreddit was banned. This is retroactive enforcement, and it should terrify you. It shows you there are no standards. There's no room for growth. It is the opposite of what we have been hoping for. You see, last year when I talked with Jack Dorsey on the Joe Rogan podcast, I believe he was mentioning some kind of path to redemption. One of the things we had talked about was how banning someone from social media is a death sentence online for one infraction. Let's say you do something, you say something, they ban you. Well, in the real world, when you break the rules, we have a time limit on, on, on when you get to come back. Social media doesn't do this. So we were hoping for a path to redemption. Reddit has now basically announced that by banning the Donald, they're engaging in retroactive enforcement, meaning the rules will be applied to you. New rules will be applied to your content from 10 years ago when it was okay. Think about what that means. Let's say five years ago, you uh, made a video where you made fun of some political thing. I'm not going to get specific. Today, they say we're banning political thing. Instead of you going, I will delete that video. I understand why you don't like it. Or, or uh, what they should do is they should not give you a strike for it or ban you for it. They should say, we're taking it down. Instead, they say, ah, five years ago, you did a thing that we didn't like banned. This is corporate cancel culture. It's exactly what it is. They go back in time to things you did that were fine back then, but aren't fine now and destroy your life over it. Reddit is engaging in corporate level cancel culture. Well, here's what he said. Update to our content policy. We committed to closing the gap between our values and our policies. Oh, shut up, Huffman. You're a liar. You are you are you are a total like, man, how do you describe these people? Psychotic. Maybe that's not the right, that's not the right word. I understand that they're um, what's the uh, egotistical, narcissistic, arrogant despots. People who believe they have the right to to wield their their power over you without accountability. Evil ish, I guess, like because we we like accountability. You know, if someone does something wrong, we don't like the idea of living under an authoritarian boot. But that's what Huffman is. He's a nasty, nasty guy. Dare I say amoral, spineless and uh, not just him. You know, I had good words say about Jack Dorsey for a long time. But looking at what Twitter's been doing, you know what? I think Jack is full of it, completely full of it. Now, a lot of people think he has more power than he does. I'm not going to get trapped up in that stuff. Let's let's uh, uh, read the story or read read his post. He says, a quick recap. We brought on a new board member. We held policy calls with mods. We developed an enforcement plan. And now we're lying about what's going on. But here's the new policy. He says, this is the new content policy. Here's what's different. It starts with a statement from our vision for Reddit and our communities, including the basic expectations we have for all communities and users. No, 
What you're really doing is making sure that regular people who slip up get banned and companies that operate botnets that put spam comments on content will just figure out how to work, work around all this. And you will effectively, effectively be swimming in a, in a bot field on Reddit. It's a trash website. It's not good for anything anymore. It's just really, really annoying. But people use it. Rule one explicitly states that communities and users that promote hate based on identity or vulnerability will be banned. There is an expanded definition of what constitutes a violation of this rule, along with specific examples in our Help Center article. We will pull that one up. Rule two ties together our previous rules on prohibited behavior with an ask to abide by community rules and posts of authentic personal interest. Debate with creativity uh, are welcome, but spam and malicious attempts to interfere with other communities are not. The other rules are the same in spirit, but we've been rewritten. Okay, here's what he says. All communities on Reddit must abide by our content policy in good faith. We banned the Donald because it has not done so despite every opportunity. The community has consistently hosted and upvoted more rule breaking content than average, antagonized us and other communities, and its mods have, have refused to meet our most basic expectations. Until now, we've worked in good faith to help them preserve the community as a space for its users though through warnings, mod changes, quarantining, and more. And now they've banned it. Here's the issue. The Donald has been inactive for four months. No one has been posting anything there. There have been a few approved posters specifically to adhere to their rules. Reddit is lying. Steve, you are, a, you are an awful, awful, amoral human being. You are, you are just the definition of a whiny, authoritarian, crybaby, temper tantrum guy. Temper tantrum guy. That's the best I could come up with. All right. That's what, that's what I got for you. But you're a bad dude. You're a bad human being. You think you're better than other people. And this is what you do. You lie to try and justify your actions. Let me tell you something. The Donald, okay? You don't got to like these people. You don't got to like Trump. Let's talk about fairness and the rules. The Donald, in its desperate attempt to make sure it was abiding by all of the rules, literally shut the subreddit down so that only approved posters could actually post. Not only that, one of the subreddits for a top, uh, a major uh, Patreon podcast was a private subreddit. You, Steve, are a liar, but you don't care. You're sitting there in Silicon Valley thinking you're better than everybody else. We get it. We get it. Go tell your friends at YouTube about this video and get them mad at me. I get it. Okay. The point is, this is not true. There is nothing you can do. When they want to ban you, they will ban you. Welcome to how the game is played. The Donald first tried cleaning up the site. They, they, were, they were posting periodic updates saying, this is what's going on. We have these posts flagged. They claim break, uh, are breaking the rules and they're not. Seriously, a lot of them weren't breaking the rules. They would give you updates. The Donald moved four months ago to the Donald.win. It's a separate website because they predicted this. Let me just make it very, very clear before we move on to the most disgusting thing that Huffman has launched. They literally blocked any posts. There was literally no way to break the rules. So they're enforcing it retroactively. They do not care to give you a chance at redemption. We'll see how this plays out come November. Part of me believes that the, the constant stomping on of the little guy results in a populist uprising in the other direction. But we'll see. Maybe what they do works. I bring you now to, so this is the article I was going to pull up, right? Here's what they say. Marginalized or vulnerable groups include, but are not limited to, groups based on their actual and perceived race, color, religion, national origin, ethnicity, immigration status, gender identity, orientation, pregnancy, or disability. These include victims of major violent events and their families. While the rule on hate protects such groups, 
It does not protect all groups or all forms of identity. For example, the rule does not protect groups of people who are in the majority or who promote such attacks of hate. Some examples of hateful activities that would violate the rule. They say a subreddit uh, community dedicated to mocking people with physical disabilities. Post describing a racial minority as subhuman or inferior. Now, I think this, these things are awful and nasty, too. So I got I got no beef with, with Reddit wanting to ban a lot of these things, to be honest. I don't like censorship. If a website emerged and said, here's our rules, don't break them, then you joined. I get it. If they start to change their rules and don't give you an opportunity to uh, to address this, that's where the big problem starts to arise. Ultimately, however, as much as I don't like these things, I think it's important not to shove things into the dark crevices where people will find ways to communicate and you have no control over them. The best thing you can do is allow these things to exist, but engage in meaningful debate because sunlight is the best disinfectant. He says comments arguing that, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, 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 what? Arguing that women being assaulted should be acceptable. Well, first of all, it shouldn't. But you just said it doesn't protect groups in the majority. Women are the majority of this country. I'm not I'm not making that up. Look at this. According to the uh, U.S. Census, 50.8% of the U.S. population is female. And then 49.2 is male. So women are in the majority. So aren't we allowed to mock and belittle the majority? This is your own rule, dude. Think about how stupid this whole thing is. Don't mock and belittle anybody, man. Everybody should chill out. But if you want to have a real debate, we should have a real debate. This is Reddit. This is the future of content. And some people have said it's the corporate sanitizing because we've also seen Stefan Molyneux as well as many other people banned from uh, from Reddit. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. From YouTube. And they say it's because that these individuals argued that certain people based on their race were inferior. Well, I completely disagree with those those arguments. I think they're completely wrong. I think banning people outright is not it's not going to solve what you think it's going to solve. It's a corporate sanitizing process. They know it'll make the problem worse in the long run because other platforms exist. These people won't just stop existing. Okay. But they don't want to be responsible for it. Now, I can respect that they don't want to be responsible for it. But to the people who are arguing about banning this stuff, all you're doing is protecting massive corporations. Look, their rules make no sense. So here's, here's what they say. You can, you can, uh, your majority groups aren't protected. In what capacity? Globally, women are in the minority, but white people are in the minority globally, right? So that clearly can't be what they mean. So they must mean in the U.S. Okay, great. They've officially sanctioned the attacks on the majority. Whatever that means. What if there is no majority? What if there's only a plurality? Like how many how many races are on the uh, how many races are there on the planet? And what you know, Chinese people make up twenty percent or so or a little bit less. So so they're not the majority. So there's no majority. What does it even mean? So stupid. I'll leave it there. I got a couple more segments coming up in a few minutes, and I will see you all shortly. It looks like we have an update on the St. Louis couple who came out with guns when protesters, rioters, broke into their gated community and, according to these individuals, started threatening them. Let me give you the quick context, because if you've been following my channel, you've seen most of the context already. But to be fair, some people might not know. Black Lives Matter protesters marching down the street uh, uh, entered this gated community. They destroyed the gate. So now they're rioters. And th- these, this man said that he was on his, on his patio eating dinner and he announced this is private property. They started yelling things back at him that they were going to attack him or whatever. So he grabbed his rifle. His, uh, his wife grabbed her gun and he came out and we got many of these photos. Now, here's the big update. It appears they have bent the knee. They have bent the knee to the protesters, begging them, please don't come back. 
You know what, man? A lot of people are, are heralding these people for coming out with their weapons. Nah, look, I get it. Okay. They broke into private property and people are defending them. I'm not convinced it was the right thing to do to come out with these weapons, especially when this guy clearly doesn't know how to handle it. He's, he's got, you know, that, 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 that barrel pointed, you know what I mean? You got to aim the muzzle down. So I'm not convinced it was the right thing to do to come out the weapons the way they did, point them at people, but people, they're, they're being defended because Castle Doctrine. You break on a pri- private property. We've got, you know, uh, these mass shootings in, in Louisville and the shootings in Chez. I can understand why they were scared. It doesn't mean it was the best thing to do. In fact, many people have actually criticized them saying the house has a balcony, has a roof. Yes, I know it's funny, but they could have literally taken a defensive position instead of coming out and confronting people and yelling at them. The point is, while it may not have been the best thing to do, people understand why they did do it. But now in a statement they have released, they are praising the protesters. It's about time, they say, for these protests. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Now, of course, they're still critical. They still defend their right to defend their property, but they're defending the protests. At what point do you say things have gotten out of hand? The escalation needs to stop. To be fair, to be fair, I understand the message and I agree with accountability, but now with the weirdo far left stuff, not the weirdo Marxism, white fragility, whatever this weird nonsense is. No, none of that. I respect the First Amendment protests, but I'm not going to agree with these people that are going around and engaging in this behavior at this point. Early on, we can say, look, you want to take a, you, you take a knee during a sporting event, national anthem. Hey, man, do it to it right on. I hear here it's America. You can protest. I'm down with that. You want to march around and break onto someone's property? No, 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 no. We're not going to support that. So why would they? According to this, this, uh, uh, this is a journalist. His name is Rob Edwards for KSDK uh, News. He says, St. Louis lawyers support Black Lives Matter, wish to set the record straight regarding Portland Place protest. I love this thing's loaded with typos. So we can only assume it's true coming from this journalist. They say St. Louis lawyers, Mark McCloskey and Patricia McCloskey, wish to set the record straight about the protest on one hand and the actions of a few individuals who chose to exploit the otherwise peaceful protest to place Mr. and Mrs. Kloski in fear of imminent harm. This is how they try to have their cake and eat it too. I'm sorry, McCloskey's. You either defend your property and you stand up for your rights or you just back down, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. This is you bending the knee. Quote, both Mr. and Mrs. Kloski, McCloskey, are lawyers whose professional careers have, have punctuated by their long-standing commitment to protecting the civil rights of clients victimized in the hand of, hands of law enforcement. This commitment of time and resources to the cause continues today in the Isaiah Foreman, uh, Foreman case. The peaceful protesters were not the subject of scorn or disdain by the McCloskeys. To the contrary, they were expecting and supportive of the message of the protesters. The actions of violence, destruction of property, and acts of threatening aggression by a few individuals commingling with the peaceful protesters gave rise to trepidation and fear of imminent grave. And then they go on to make sure they wrap it up with a nice little bow. But I'm going to pause right here because I got to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Virtual Shield. Head over to hidewithtim.com and you can get a VPN service, a virtual private network service from Virtual Shield for just $2.50 per month. A VPN, for those that don't know, is a basic layer of security to protect you from people who might want to spy on your data, see what you're doing. It's a simple level layer of protection. It's the easiest way to explain it, but it can protect you from hackers and some kind of, you know, just general spying. I usually explain it to people like this. We don't always expect someone to break into our house, but we still lock our doors and windows anyway. 
So a basic layer of security on the internet makes a lot of sense, especially considering a lot of us are doing work remotely right now. If you want to prevent someone from snooping on you and trying to steal your data, Virtual Shield can be that service. So again, go to hidewithtim.com. And for $2.50 a month, they got a VPN service. These guys are great. They're my first sponsor. They've always been there for me. So I really appreciate it. But let's get back to the story. Their actions were born solely of fear and apprehension, the genesis of which was not race related. In fact, the agitators responsible for the trepidation were white. Talk about dropping to your knees and begging. We'll do whatever you say. It's pathetic. Look, I don't, I, I, I don't think they should have gone out onto the front of their property with their weapons. I can understand why they did, though. And I understand why people will defend them. So I'm not saying that you, you can't defend them from doing so. I'm saying the strategy was lacking with these people. But let's be honest. They weren't yelling at just a handful of white people who were agitating. It was the entire group that broke onto their property, damaged their fence, and they, were, they, were, and they came out with guns. They're saying, but it was the people who were white. Oh, shut up. It's not about race, but it's about race. Shut up, dude. The protesters are not judged based on the color of their skin. They're based on the content of their character, and their character was damaging property. That's it. So if you want to come out and defend yourself, fine, I get it. I recommend taking some classes and, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I know, you know, what the right thing to do is. I'm a first, I'm, I'm only a recent gun owner. But whatever this is, if you're going to defend yourself, and you're not, you know, too, too, um, if you're not trained and you don't exactly know how to handle a weapon, we can forgive that because you're scared. But to try and come out and say, we support the message. It wasn't about race, but the people who did it were white. Okay, dude, I get it. You dropped to your knees. You're scared. They'll come back. Oh, they will. And now you're going viral and you'll never have a client again. Keep, keep, keep living on your knees. See how that plays out for you. Look, the last thing I or anyone should want is an escalation of any street level protest, violence. And that's why these, these protesters, I'm not going to I'm not going to defend. Not not in the least bit. They should not have done this. They've 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 graduated to rioters and many of them extremists. And they need to stop. 100 percent. They need to stop. Everybody needs to chill. We need law and order to return. Police need to get a handle on things. and Everyone needs to calm down. But here's what we get. This is just the crazy chaos because I got another story for you. Check this out. He just floored it. Detroit police SUV plows through a group of protesters, flings people who climbed onto hood. A largely peaceful protest. That's what they keep saying. Shut up. It's not peaceful when you surround a police car banging on it and then jump on the hood. That is not peaceful. Peaceful is you block a road and you sit down and they can't move and they got to they got to, you know, get out of their car and they got to make arrests or whatever. That's peaceful. It is not peaceful when you surround vehicles screaming and banging on things and jumping on the hood. Now this this video is going around where they're screaming like, oh, no, the cops ran people over. Oh, please, dude, the cop was going like five miles an hour. People rolled off the hood. They're trying to make it seem way worse than it really is. Let me let, let me just make it clear. The police officer drove rather slowly through this group like we normally see. Some people jumped on the hood. They jumped on the hood. And when the cops started rolling forward, they rolled off the hood. They're all fine. Minor if they, I don't even think anybody got injured. OK, it's not it's not a, a horrifying moment. YouTube's going to get really mad. They were talking about it because the way left is framing it. Here's what someone said. Detroit Police Department just ran straight through a bunch of our protesters. Myself and 10 to 12 others were struck by this reckless driver who somehow has a badge. This is the propaganda game. Let me tell you what really happened, because you can watch the video yourself. 
the, the, the cop was driving through and the protesters ran up, jumped on the hood and then said, oh, no, he plowed right through us. No, no, he didn't. It's almost like one of those insurance scams. You ever see these videos out of Russia? They all have dash cams on their cars because things like this happen so often. And then someone will run, run up to the car and then just dive onto the hood and then go, whoa, and then fall on the ground and then claim they got hit. And, it, and it's like, we, we have you on camera. You, you jumped on the car and then they run off. I've seen, apparently there've been stories of people who do that getting arrested. The protesters are doing their version of an insurance fraud scheme. Run up to the cops, claim the cop plowed into you because you jumped on the hood. And now they say this. The extent of injuries remains unclear, yet none. Now, what is this? Kettner wrote multiple people injured. No, they weren't. This is so ridiculous, man. The Detroit Police Department did not return messages left by the Washington Post, but spokeswoman Sergeant Nicole Kirkwood told the Detroit Free Press that while she was aware of the incident, she was awaiting further details before giving an official statement. In a statement to Detroit News, the police department said the driver was attempting to leave the scene after a rear, big, uh, rear back window had been busted out. The officer tried to escape. And, and there wasn't a group of people standing in the street. The cop didn't just go, Meow. the cop was driving very slowly. They ran up and started screaming and the cop stopped. And then the cop jerked for a couple times and people got out of the way. That's it. I don't believe there are any injuries at all. Maybe someone got a sprain. You go to the doctor and say, it hurts. Eh, I don't know, a sprain, I guess, because I can't see anything wrong with you. And that's likely what happened. But we're dealing with propaganda, information warfares and things like that. I, 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 I'm not surprised to see this couple in St. Louis bending the knee and saying, we support the protesters. You know, it was not having anything to do with race. The people were white, though. Spare me, dude. I'm not interested in listening to this fake news. I think we can understand what's going on. I think it's fine to say I do not support these people and what they've done. The greater message is different. But these people, you know, broke onto a property, destroyed our fence. They're coming for the neighborhoods. OK, the protests will come. They want to get you angry. They want you to strike back and they will use it as propaganda. And that's happening in both of these stories. The cop who was threatened, who tried to drive away, they're now screaming like he rammed him. He didn't. The guy at his house in St. Louis, this is another reason why I think it was bad for them to come out with their weapons. Again, you can defend them. They were scared. I understand that. But think about how this is being weaponized now. They're showing photos and videos of the, of the woman and the, and the man with weapons. And this is what you get. So I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes, and I will see you all short. Apparently, according to the mainstream media, there's a boogaloo movement. I have no idea what that is. I don't know if they have meetings. Maybe. Maybe it operates similarly to like an umbrella ideology, something like Antifa. I honestly have no idea. Not saying politically, I'm saying structurally. But what I can say is that according to this uh, outlet, The Trace, Boogaloo believers think a civil war is coming. These gun firms are openly marketing to them. The reason why I find this story interesting is that it shows you the people who are talking about Boogaloo aren't far right extremists, although some may be. It's typically just a lot of people who think it's it's going to hit the fan, if you know what I mean. If you know what word I can't say on YouTube, it will hit the fan. I, I certainly think we are headed towards some kind of absolute catastrophe in some capacity. And I've used the term civil war several times. I am. And, and people, you know, it, it's the craziest thing when they're like, Tim clearly wants it to happen. Why would I want it to happen? Are you nuts? It's mind blowing that I can read an article from like New York magazine saying, hey, this is going to happen. And then I go, whoa, this could happen. And then people are like, why are you encouraging this, Tim? I'm not. I'm reading articles for you, man. I'm giving you my opinion. Calm down. But I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's insane to think that this, these people who talk about Boogaloo are in some, uh, so, somehow like, look, I don't know what it is. The point is, 
This this article shows you that boogaloo just means a civil war is coming. That's it. It's a war. It's, it's a slang term that means civil war. That's it. Now, perhaps there's a greater movement beyond this. I have no idea. But this is what we can see. Here. And this story is really, really fascinating because uh, once again, we're seeing gun sales. And they mention one company. They say in mid-March, Phoenix Ammunition, an ammunition manufacturer in Michigan, saw its daily online sales rise from $4,000 to $40,000. The COVID pandemic had boosted demand for guns and ammunition around the country. And Phoenix was reaping the fruits of the national, uh, of the national following it had cultivated since its 2016 launch. In addition to record high civilian demand, Phoenix also counted at least three local police departments, a law enforcement training center, and Caltech, one of the leading rifle manufacturers in America among its clients. But Phoenix's March profits were also driven by an aggressive social media campaign led by its owner, Justin Nazaroff. For months, Nazaroff has been posting memes to his company's Facebook and Instagram pages referencing the Boogaloo, slang for the armed uprising that a loose assortment of preppers Second Amendment activists and anti-government extremists is, uh, is getting ready for, and in some cases, trying to accelerate. Notice that, that what they say there, in some cases, okay? That's what you need to realize. When Vice, when the New York Times, when all of these partisan extremist outlets, not saying the New York Times, but many of them, yes, tell you that there's a fringe far-right group, they're referring to a tiny fraction of people who share a terminology. Ignore those people. It's just a slang term. Quote, I'll be honest, it drives sales, Nazaroff said in April of his company's marketing practices. People think it's funny. People click on Boogaloo memes. It's something that gun people enjoy joking about. You can look up any firearm social media influencer and probably find them using the term Boogaloo at some point. He added, Nazaroff cut off communication after a police department notified him of our records request seeking information about sales to Phoenix and emails referencing Boogaloo. The word itself is a reference to the 1984 movie Break Two Electric Boogaloo. Isn't this funny? I just... I just think back to, uh, you know, we have the Civil War. Um, we have we had the Great War or World War One and World War Two. And in 50 to 100 years, they'll say, and then came the second great strife amongst Americans, the Boogaloo, no, uh, named for the 1984 movie, which I believe flopped, Breaking Two. <laughs> Isn't this movie one of those generic movies about like, uh, a, a corporate uh, developer who wants to take over the community center or something like, you know, it's like a played out trope. It's not even I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, OK. All right. I'll leave it there. They say Boogaloo is not a true movement in the sense that there is little, if any, structure or leadership. Adherents even seem to have different versions of what a civil war would accomplish. But to the extent that there is a central idea animating the Boogaloo's largely white right wing supporters, it's that armed combatants will kick off a full-fledged rebellion to topple the federal government. That I don't believe will happen, to be completely honest. They don't have a lot of belief other than, uh, other than they really like guns. They really hate cops, and they want some sort of revolution, said Megan Squire, a computer scientist who researches online extremism at Elon University. You pretty much have to be weapons trained and interested in weapons to be a Boogaloo adherent. In the past month, at least seven people with Boogaloo ties have been arrested for attempting to care, uh, attempting or carrying out violence at recent protests. On June 6, Air Force Sergeant Steve Carrillo allegedly shot two Santa Cruz County Sheriff's deputies, killing one. He was arrested after scrawling the word Boog in blood on the hood of a stolen car alongside phrases from memes that are popular in Boogaloo groups. Now, I'll tell you what, man, at a certain point, I'd argue you probably don't want to use that in your marketing anymore because like you got crazy people doing crazy things. Let's talk about these extremists or these boogaloo guys. They're not far left. 
they're not far right. I don't know what you call them. The media calls them far right. That's ridiculous. What does far right even mean in this regard? They're extremists. They're anti-government extremists. They are bad and dangerous people. I think we need police reform. What these people are doing is psychotic. Man, nobody, I, I, I don't even believe in the death penalty, man. I don't even think when the cops do apprehend some of the worst people, they should kill them, let alone what we're seeing in the streets. So I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I understand to a lot of people, it's just a simple joke. It's funny. I've used the word before. And don't take, don't, you know, I, 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 don't take my advice. I'm not telling you what you, what you can or can't do. But I, I do want to highlight this to point out. People are buying guns, man. They're buying guns. They're buying ammo. I went out, I bought guns and I bought ammo. I'm not the only one. I am not a prepper in, in no capacity. And on a scale of one to a hundred, if the average person is a one, I'm like a three because I bought some food and I put it in my closet. But people really believe something is coming. And I think it's fair to believe that because I just did several segments on this couple in St. Louis coming out of their house with their guns. You got the guy in in, in Louisville shooting into the park that listen, check out this story right in Louisville. This guy was a was part of the activist. He was a a Black Lives Matter activist arrested for rioting twice, I believe. Then uh, they they kick him out and he turns on the crowd, starts firing randomly, kills a journalist. There's a photographer who went there to document what was going on. I guess he was supporting, but it, it, as far as I can say, you're a journalist, right? Think about what's happening. Now, in this story, the, the shooter was, was wounded because someone fired back, stopping him. He got shot in the leg and got arrested. That's a story about a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun. So here's the point. I don't care, you know, um, if, if somebody wants to buy weapons for any legal purpose, right? That's a good thing at this point. Because you got crazy people who are stocking up. And that's you got to be worried about. These boo guys who are doing crazy things, they're going after cops. They're insane, they're bad, and they're dangerous, all right? Antifa has done some things like this, but this is, this is, these guys are scary, you know, more precise in a scary way, right? Think about what this means. Do you have to be worried about the far left? In my opinion, yes, because they're violent mobs and they beat people and they've killed people just recently, like I mentioned in Louisville. But these, these other extremist groups that are trained in anti-government extremists, they're going to be more effective. And they're targeting police, which means you cannot just rely on the police to come save you. So right now, the craziest thing is happening. It, it is the complete and total resurrection of the Second Amendment. Because now you've got liberal people, first-time buyers, people like me going out realizing if it's a boog guy, if it's far left, far right, I don't care who it is. If the cops can't protect me, I got to protect myself. They go on to mention several people got arrested. They say that Boogaloo boys, as they call themselves, have been spotted at protests following the, you know, at the George Floyd protests. Their fixation on guns and tactical gear makes Boogaloo supporters attractive clients for gun sellers. And hashtag social media posts are an effective way for weapons dealers to boost their brands. Firearm sellers are not allowed to purchase ads on Facebook, though some have found ways around this but they can use their official pages to reach niche audiences. Here's one of the memes. This is from Phoenix Ammo. It says uh, Sesame Street B is for Boogaloo. And there's it's Cookie Monster with um, with some kind of <laughs> night vision scope and a rifle. And so, yeah, they post these things. And uh, they say that this was posted on their Instagram page, has 34,000 followers in the days before the rally. OK, I'm not going to you, you get the point, OK? I don't know what, what the greater point of this article from The Trace is about, but people who talk about the boogaloo are using a slang term. That's all it really means. Call it a civil war. Call it whatever you want. 
uh, there's, there's progressives talking about this. The left is calling it a revolution. Let me just stop you right here. Far leftists are saying it's an uprising. It's a revolution. People more likely on the right are saying it's a boogaloo. It's not a revolution. Some of these people think there's going to be a, a, a fight against the government. Many of these people have actually protested with the George Floyd protesters and used his name and the names of other people killed by cops because they're basically just like, I don't know, probably anarchists, like in the true sense, meaning they don't go out and commit acts of violence, but they are extremely anti-authoritarian and anti-government. So they challenge the government in that regard. Of course, you're going to see weapons manufacturers market to these groups because these are groups that buy this kind of stuff. But to be honest, man, a lot of people are buying weapons. And I think this story is a little bit overhyped, but I thought it was interesting to point out simply because they keep trying to claim the Boogaloo is a movement when in reality, a lot of these guys, they're just posting memes and jokes. Okay, it's a slang term. It's on the Internet. Hopefully things don't get worse and hopefully there's no violence. Hopefully law and order is maintained and we'll see how things play out. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. on this channel and I will see you all next time.